This is a sad fucking song. We'll be lucky if I don't bust out crying. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we are hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we do not like stuff, but even if we uh, hate on something, even if we mercilessly ridicule the band, if you like it, we encourage you to support it. That's the whole point of the show. We want to put new music in front of you, encourage you to interact with it, buy records of bands that you like, go see bands that you like. The format of the show is equally simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven of them to listen to each episode. We're not trying to make objective value judgments or be professional critics or anything like that. Uh, we just listen to stuff and talk about it. So, I had a few things I wanted to talk about up top, but I'm going to kind of forego most of that because we got a song premiere that we're going to do. Well, is it important? It's I mean, n- it's Michelle not Nichols is dead. Michelle Nichols is dead? Yeah. Uhura. Uh, Uhura. Oh, Nichelle, Nichelle, Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols yes. is dead. D- did that happen just recently? I guess today. Oh. Where I saw it. Bummer. Yeah. Rest in peace. She was 89. probably, I was going to say, she was probably old, old yeah. as hell. So... Um, no, it's not, it's not important. No, the, I, I will say, I'm just going to cover this real quick because it, uh, it, it pertains to an experience that I had today. Um, so it's kind of, uh, it's germane to my lived existence right now, but I did, you know, a pop-up event as I, as I do it once every couple months or so, uh, for my vintage business, myself and my girlfriend Zaven did it. And we did like a local one that we do repeatedly, you know, like they, they have a few a year and we, we do pretty much all of them. And, uh, you know, I've been, because I've booked shows for a long time and I've played in bands and stuff, I, and the internet exists. Um, I've been in a position where like, I've had to be via reaching out to bands and stuff like that or doing the doing this podcast or whatever be like marginally public facing because i have to promote this kind of stuff since you don't have social media and stuff like that but within the context of subculture specifically like punk and hardcore subculture you don't really have to be nice to thrive in it as long as you're just not a straight up piece of shit and often even if you are a straight up piece of shit but we'll just say for the sake of argument as long as you're not a straight up bad person Mm -hmm. it's not critical that you're like a nice guy per Mm -hmm. se because as long as you're doing cool things and uh people can vouch for you that you're not like a total scumbag people will usually even if they don't like you turn a blind eye and you can more or less prosper doing what you do and carve out a niche for yourself prosper you know (laughs) i mean prosper like in such a way that like you're not going to get too much static for right. it right you know what i mean whereas in what i do where i'm trying to sell things to people 
by and sell things that I do do not and would not buy, right? Like right. In, in terms of like I'm pricing things for people that it's like so beyond what I would ever consider acceptable to spend in an article of clothing and shit. I'm dealing with people that are fundamentally different from who I am, mm -hmm. and so I have to be public facing in a very different way because I have to interface with actual customers, which is not a thing I really excel at, and I also have to interface with other people who are in this world who maybe. Uh, think about it a lot differently than I do, right? Sure. Uh, so one thing that, that I guess this is as close as I come to kind of uh, what people, what I hear people describe as, as imposter syndrome, you know, where people feel like they don't deserve to get the praise that they have or they don't deserve to play with, in bands uh, with bands that they like or like they're not really an artist or whatever. Okay. This is like a social imposter syndrome for me where... I feel an immense amount of guilt when people who I meet in that world who are genuinely nice folks think that I'm a nice person and say nice things about me to me. <laughs> like there's this woman who Zaven and I met like uh, last year, I want to say at a pop-up that we did last winter. And she's a really nice woman, 49 years old. She and her husband play in like a jam band. And he used to like tour with like an opening a band that opened for fish or something sure. and she's really into like you know you guys energy is really ver reverberating on my level and stuff and she's a cornball but she's a r clearly a really kind and nice person sure right and she came up to zavin and i today and we're like oh, i'm so glad to see you guys here i didn't even know you were vending i just drove in from ohio and it's it's so nice to see you, you guys are my favorite people that you've met at any of these events and um it's just so nice to talk to you i feel like we have so much in common and she was talking my ear off she's a really nice lady and she repeatedly said nice things about me but like the version of myself that i present at these events is fundamentally false right it's not like i'm fully faking it but i am putting on airs to some extent i am acting interested in like uh her talking about her fish jam band and and like I'm be, I have to be cordial and like polite and not act in a way that is like really remotely true to who I actually am. Yeah, but see, I think I think that it's somewhere in between because, you know, when you're around me, sure, or like the other two people that we hang out with, yeah, we're actually worse than we we are. That's tr that is true. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like yeah, to what, some extent, what yeah. who is the real person, right? Like yeah. it's, anybody that has a job has to do this shit, right? Of course. Anybody has yeah. a job, you know, they have a bad day or whatever and they fucking but they go to work and, you know, by and large as long as they're um in 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 a job that they don't want to lose. Sure. You know, you got to put on a little bit of a mask, of course. you put a little bit of a sheen, but at the same time I feel that way with when I'm at work, it's like, you know, they know a different version of me. Right. Which, and that's a normal thing. That's just a, that's a, that's a, a typical component of social interaction. That is just a thing, right? It's a well, well-researched phenomenon. But I think the reason that this one kind of trips me up is because the line between uh, business and pleasure, as it were, is a little bit blurred when you're doing a thing that you, you like to do and that people participate in because they also like to do it, right? It's a thing that I genuinely enjoy doing. I enjoy going out there and finding things and like sure. documenting them and curating them and stuff. So it's a little bit weird because there is a part of me, like the part of me that's participating in this and doing this as a career is a genuine part of me. But the part of me that has to interface with folks is not really a genuine part of me. So I feel yeah, a little bit bad. I don't know. I think, that, like I said, I think it's somewhere in between because 
at least for my own, I mean, I do something that I enjoy. Sure, yeah. And uh, there's all that sort of thing. The, the, it's the, the different environments bring out different qualities of oneself, right? Yeah. They just, they just simply do. I mean, yeah, they just simply do. I mean, you know, I work alone a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, completely alone, especially mm-hmm. with the pandemic. And what I found was that, like, that isolation, that, like, professional and social bubble that I sit in, it had pluses and minuses. And over time, the minuses start to build up. Sure. Right? Where it's like, I just sort of, like, I said I just sort of, like, fall into my own gravity mm-hmm. and just kind of become a shittier person in general because I don't have to, like... I don't have to explore or express the nicer components of myself. Sure, that's true. Right? But then when I get together with my workers, like, oh, shit, okay, I actually like working with these folks. Yeah. And uh, they do bring out something a little bit different in me. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's a falseness. I think that it's always, it's just, you know, it would be it would be one thing if you went under, like, basically a completely false pretense. Like, sure. you didn't like doing it, um, and you were also effectively putting on airs, like, uh, something that is not even part of your core component. Right, sure. That's that, that's probably a fair assessment because I can be a nice and cordial person. Sure. And I typically am in like my normal social interactions with, you know, people at stores and shit like that. So yeah, that's fair enough. Maybe my default setting is to just like, I, uh, I overthink that particular thing because I'm not often put in situations in which I have to like listen to people talk about their fish band. But the thing is like, it doesn't bug me. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a genuine part of me and one that I'm not as good as, not as skilled at accepting as a genuine part of myself. I don't know. It just, uh, it got, got me in my head thinking about it today. Just thinking, man, this, this really, this nice kind woman would be so ashamed if she knew the things sure. I said. You know? Sure, plenty, you know, but you know, everybody's got that. I mean, God knows what the fuck goes on behind most people's closed doors yeah. and what goes on behind their head. That's why you don't want to fucking know. That's why, that's why, like, I don't, it's one of the reasons why I don't do social media because sure. I don't actually really want to know who the fuck you are. Right, yeah. True. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. anybody, like, I don't want to know who my cousins are. Yeah. Unfortunately, the past five or six years, everybody just felt free to like bring out the worst aspects of themselves, right? Yeah, that's true. And not keep that under wraps. It was so much nicer. Everybody, it was so yeah. much nicer when we didn't know everybody's fucking thoughts and what they were getting up to yeah. at any time. <laughs> and people know. didn't think that it was like safe to just put whatever fucking thing they want out there because yeah. there's some illusion of an anonymity yeah, and, for sure. and like lack of repercussion on the internet. Yeah. Like, like yo, that distance isn't really there right not at all and uh you know keep it to yourself (laughs) for sure i wish people would keep a lot more things to themselves you know like i you know there's plenty there's plenty of people that i really like that i don't actually want to know anymore about sure yeah i'm I'm definitely in that camp no doubt right okay well fair enough you 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 managed to uh you managed to put a positive spin on that maybe uh that's what i'm trying to do yeah in general i'm trying turn it over a new leaf again are you (laughs) okay you know i had a good time this weekend you know yeah and, uh, you know, just, yeah, trying to uh, look at things under, under a little bit better look. <laughs> One day I'm going to do a mega cut of, of examples of you on this show saying that you're turning over a new leaf. You're going to be positive from now on. Yeah. I'm going to do a, a big mega cut of that. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's every time, you know, every time it gets a little bit better. Every time it's your, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then one of these times it's really going to stick. It's going to stick. Okay. That's fair right. enough. Uh, you got anything you want to talk about before we jump into the uh, the premiere, the premiere track? Picked up a couple good new releases. Finally got the new Sniffany and the Nits in the oh, mail. Oh, good. Sick. That's fucking good. 
I really like how gr- I, I, I don't know if that's what they're going for, but I'm just going to say straight. I love how obnoxious and how fucking grating the vocalist is. Yeah. Um, I really like it. it it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, at times harder than the seven inch that came out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like it. The new night feeder is really good too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think somebody might. I think somebody might have sent that our way. Yeah. I think I saw it in the email. Yeah, well, I ordered it. It's good. I Sick. mean, it's a J Styles project. And I was thinking yeah. about that. It's like, oh, Micah, Micah sent it our yeah, way. It's yeah. really good, and um, you know, I mean, yeah, it sounds like disrupt to a lot. Yep, but for sure. If you don't like disrupt, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, for sure. You know. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, it sounds really fucking good. So I, I dug it. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it then. Let's uh, let's let's cram this music full of uh, or cl- cram this episode full of music. Um, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna play a new track by uh, by our buddies in Leaking Head. Um, Leaking Head. We've talked about them on the show before. We've had them on the show. We had their demo on the show like right after it came out, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I've already listened to this track because I checked it out of my. Uh, own accord before Tyler asked if we could play it on the show, but it uh, is the song Left to Rot off of their upcoming 7-inch. Uh, I happen to think it's quite good, and I'm very stoked that we're playing their uh, their 7-inch release show in a, in a couple, well, in just over a month now, actually. Yeah. So uh, we're going to listen to Left to Rot by Leaking Head from uh, Rochester, New York. All right. That was Left to Rot by Leaking Head off of their upcoming 7-inch Better Homes and Gardens, which comes out on September 2nd. Um, yeah, I really like this band, man. I hope that this 7-inch, uh, I, I hope this 7-inch affords them a little, bit, a little bit more clout in the hardcore punk scene and the cool guy hardcore punk circles. Because I think this stuff, uh, we talked about it when we played the demo on here, but it like it, it's perfectly nailing sort of uh, the middle ground between broad mm-hmm. international hardcore quote unquote mm-hmm. and also like cleveland cleveland stuff you know what i mean and and it's obviously pulling from the same japanese influences that like a lot of those clevo bands like h100s were in nine shocks terror but there's also a, a, a very healthy and obvious um amount of like poison idea in this too mm-hmm. the leads work really well they're sparse but they're thrown in there with more frequency than you would typically expect in a hardcore band of right. this style mm-hmm. which i think gives it again that sort of like japanese in general international flair sure um it's just really good stuff i think it's great it's yeah. super catchy it's it's hyper fast it's short it's good it's snotty it's to the point it's irreverent 
Yep, it's, for what sure. you, it's what you want in hardcore, and it sounds right in line with what a lot of other bands that uh, are kind of turning heads sound like. Yeah, for sure. So I uh, I hope people notice and enjoy this 7-inch, which uh, I'm sure is going to be really good. I, I don't know why we're still... So before we started recording, recording um, we were looking at a lot of uh, stage 5, stage 5 paniculi, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know... The, why did we start talking about that? Because I showed you a picture of a man who oh. I captured in, on my social media feed That's of mine right. that, that, that shocked, a, that genuinely that shocked sta- me. That had a stage five. Yeah, for sure. I wasn't trying to make fun of the dude. I was just like, oh, this is this is real bad stuff. Um, I haven't seen something like this in a long time. Uh, and then we got on it. This, yeah, so we, we looked at a lot of pictures. Like nobody needs to know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to. We looked at surgery pictures because that's what we do. Yes, we did look at some surgery pictures. This is the side side of us that you don't, the side of me that I I don't want my coworkers to know about, and my coworkers don't want to know about. Yeah, this is our our prep work for Corpse Night coming up. Yeah, Celebrity Corpse Night. (laughs) Celebrity Corpse Night. So, okay, cool. So we did did our demo listen exclusive. So let's just, uh, let's jump into the queue proper now. So. In the queue this week, first up, we've got Placid with their demo. This is a band from uh, Mannheim, Germany. It was sent in by Brody. Then we have got Lamictal with Doctor's Orders. This was sent in by Derek. Uh, I like the I like the pharmaceutical the pharmaceutical theme here. Yeah. Uh, then we have got Fat Jock with Line Up Eat Shit. Um, this was sent in by Tom, who described it as some under the radar crust stuff that he thinks deserves more attention. Then we have uh, Concrete Elite with their uh, their split with Faction S. Um, we've had I think we've had Concrete Elite on the yeah, show before. Sure I, I like Concrete a lot. Uh, Concrete Elite a lot. Uh, pretty pretty healthy middle ground between hardcore like old school stomping hardcore and oi stuff. And this was sent in by Manny who plays in Concrete Elite, who also said he very much enjoys the show. So thank you, Manny. Then we have got Living World uh, with their World. Uh, I think this Did is a uh, seven have inch this on here. We didn't have this release, no. Are you sure? Maybe this isn't a lineup or something that we didn't get to. Because this fucking RoboCop melting fucking whatever artwork well, I've seen, it, I've heard. I, I'm pretty sure I've it's, heard. It's on Iron Lung, and it came out in April, but I don't believe that we had this on the show, no. Okay. Um, I've And I just recently saw a bunch of people start posting about this. Um, this was sent in by Connor. Then we've got uh, Spider with Bathe the Babe and Bat's Blood. We have had this band on the show before, too. I think we had their first release, like their demo or first EP or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is coming out on Hell's Headbanger. So this band has gotten considerably larger since we talked about them, I think. Yeah, everybody seems to really like them except us. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I think for us the whole thing was just like, I think the joke is a little too on the nose for me. Well, to it be, looks like they're going, they're going in harder. Yeah, for sure. They they took our advice and went hard the opposite Good. way. Good. Yeah, they, they good. got you noticed. <laughs> right, for sure. It, it, um, if you followed, if they, if anyone followed our advice, yeah, best they could do is talk with their buddies in the fucking basement. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, this was sent in by Nick. Uh, then we have got Tunic with Rituals. Uh, this was sent in by Mill. This is a band out of uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, described this as some like noisy post punk shit. We've, we've, okay. I know for a fact that I've seen a picture of these two dudes before. Uh, it's possible. I don't know, man. A lot of these people, a lot of because these people look the same. No, 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 no. We had, we, oh, we did. We commented about these guys, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, 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 we did. I think maybe we had, uh, we might've had the last release on here. Maybe we, yeah. Cause I think I commented on homeboys, uh, dark throne shirt with the glasses and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember talking about these fools. Um, then we've got Young Prisms with Drifter. This is a band out of San Francisco. It was sent in by Sam who described this as, 
uh, well, he didn't describe it. He said, he said point blank, um, this is like the first record from, I guess this is a shoegaze band um, in like 10 years. So I guess, I guess this is a band that has been around for a grip and uh, we're, we're waiting, resting on their laurels, waiting to drop their masterpiece. Okay. Good for them. Sure. Yeah, people, people are fucking busy, man. No doubt. Not everybody, uh, not everybody got the time. Sure. And the social circle around them to just crank out the hits. That's true. You're not wrong. Uh, then we have got Cuffed with their demo. This was sent in by uh, by a friend of the show, GMT. This is a band that he said uh, he got going like at the beginning of the year, and they managed to record a couple tracks uh, before it kind of fizzled. And uh, to to use sports parlance, I guess I I, I take it that they're in a uh, rebuilding period right now. So he's trying to get this back off the ground. Okay. So so there you go. Um, then we've got Brundle with uh, the demo. This was sent in by um, this was sent in by Stewart, uh, who <clears throat> unfortunately, due to wrecking my brain with punk at a young age, if I see or read or hear the name Stewart, I can only think of that Dead Milkman song. Uh, I like you, Stewart. You're not like the other people here in the trailer park. Um, so this is from Hammond, Indiana. So it's some NWI shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's going to sound like some some NWI shit. Let's, I don't know. Let's roll the dice and find out. All right. Maybe. Maybe we'll never know. Two. All right. Two is uh, Lamictal, which is uh, which is a medication I uh, I took I, I was on for a while. So I know I know a little bit about Lamictal. You can find this at Lamictal L A M I C T A L dot This is doctor's orders. Um, I don't believe, so this isn't their first release. They put out something in January, Violent Convulsions, which was four tracks, and then they came out with this in May, which is an additional five songs. Um, don't know nothing about this. We can uh, we can just jump right into it and see if it's any good. Uh, they got the third song queued up to play, so we're going to listen to Doctor Says off of the record Doctor's Orders by the band Lamictal. song doctor says off of the record doctor's orders by the band lamictal from uh from somewhere in california nate how'd you feel about that well i didn't know what to expect i didn't go down and look at i mean it just says punk hardcore who who the fuck knows i i expected this to be a lot more hardcore than it was so i did too until i saw that there's a european edition coming on goodbye boozy oh okay as soon as i saw that i was like okay i think i know what we're getting pretty much what we got yeah um was that sort of you know janky sort of all this was ultra lo-fi yep um, that that jangly ultra lo-fi stuff in the vein of like you know satanic togas sure. and prison affair and stuff like that. Yep, those bands. Yeah, it's jangly and it's lo-fi, but uh, this this didn't hold up. Um, 
this didn't hold up production wise for me. Like this was really thin. Yeah, I didn't mind the production on this honestly. I will say, I think my main gripe with this was how abridged it was, and like I, I, I like this style of music a lot. But I don't necessarily like when it's done in a way that makes it feel like the whole thing is kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Because I like the I like the format, the general sort of like the 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 bones of this style a lot. So you know, speaking of NWI stuff, this is definitely a style that was like this is this is the this is the Northwest Indiana special. Sure. And this is the, yeah, this is Coneheads. This is yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's proliferation. It's proliferation uh, uh, across like international punk scenes over the last five to ten, well, five years really, is something that I would not have foreseen occurring at all. So right. it's been interesting to see this stuff like catch on broadly, and I'm happy that it has. And I think that this was pretty good. I mean, it was it was fun. I think the main riff was cool. Uh, the little noodly bits were good. Like they got all the parts right. But you know, at first glance, you think, oh, you're getting five songs on a cassette. Okay, whatever, not bad. But then it's a minute 20, 15 seconds, 54 seconds, a minute five, and 45 seconds. Say it again. Yeah, it's a waste of plastic. And beyond that, I just think, like, clearly there's something going on here. Like, if that if that main riff, which I thought was a, a, a mm-hmm. bona fide earworm, is any indication of the songwriting chops of the people involved in this project, it might be a solo project, I, I couldn't really tell you, but... I believe that they got more than 54 seconds in them. You know what I mean? And it's just an artistic choice to make this like hyper abridged, hyper short. Right. And it's just not one that like I prefer for the style. It's kind of in line with the name, Lamictal. Sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this, this definitely was a bit harder than some of those other bands. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I mentioned as well, this would, I mean, obviously this would fit squarely in with like, Lumpy Records. Yeah, of course. Right, squarely. This this was a bit more like Lumpy than it sure. was Coneheads. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I wanted to hear. Uh, I guess, yeah, a little, a little. Uh, I wanted it to be a little beefier, a little fuller in my ears. I don't. Yep. It doesn't have to be hi fi. Doesn't have to be fucking booming. Yeah, sure. But this was this was really really wiry and thin. Yeah, and I, I and, and we listen to this out of pretty good headphones. We do. Yes. Imagine what this sounds like sure yeah 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 for i don't sure. just like your shitty standard speakers yeah yeah your phone speakers or your little fucking iphone earbuds or your car stereo or whatever yeah yeah like i said i think my main gripe is i just i'm gonna i'll probably check out the rest of this but i i'm almost positive that if there are other riffs of that quality on on display here on this tape that i'm going to be left wanting more but not in a good way in a way <laughs> that i'm just like i wish they would have fleshed these ideas out you know it's kind of like god damn it that riff was just used for that right yeah exactly like, right god damn it yes like there's there's many songs like that like examples of this where an outro riff of a song that they like fade out on or something mm-hmm. is like the first and only time that it's used in the track yeah. and i'm like fuck fuck, that's a good riff. And yeah. they just fade out on it. You know, that's it. I think I would have a similar frustration listening to this because I'd just be like, oh, wow, that's a good idea. Oh, it's over. It's done. You know, so like I said, I think that this is this is definitely a format that lends itself to a certain degree of brevity, but there's plenty of room to expand upon these ideas and even a, a, even an additional 45 seconds, I think, would have 30, done a lot 30 seconds more. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know, just throw one more musical idea in there, throw a little bridge in there, an outro riff, whatever. I just, I think I have the feeling, Lamictal, you got more in you than what you're putting on display here. That's all I'm saying. But all in all, I thought it was good. I'll check it out. You know, I'll check yeah. out the rest of this tape. Um, all right, what's next? Four. All right, four is, uh, four is Living World. 
on Iron Lungs. You can find this at uh, ironlungrecords.bandcamp.com. I think I I always say Iron Lungs by accident. Yeah. I, it's just a thing that like it's stuck in my brain, and I just say it. Uh, so yes, Living World with their uh, their seven I think seven inch yeah seven inch uh, on uh, on Iron Lung. They have got uh, the first song queued up to play. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna listen to the song Earthling Man by Living World off of World. just heard the song earthling man by living world off of their seven inch world this is kind of a this is like a a good follow-up to what we just heard because even though the song that we heard just then was only like what 12 seconds longer Mm -hmm. than the song that we heard just prior to this simply the inclusion of like another musical idea in this made it feel like it it felt like a complete it felt like a complete song Um, it had it had a a beginning a middle and an end right yes for sure this is really good uh the pittsburgh the as as stated in the write-up down here the pittsburgh pittsburgh hardcore i'm having trouble you are today a lot of trouble iron lungs pittsburgh yeah yeah, i'm just i'm i'm falling i'm coming on glued i'm falling apart at the seams i've done too much talking i I think i said ohura at the beginning oh yes you did yes you did um but uh anyway the pittsburgh hardcore scene is indeed fucking popping right now it is and 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 this you know the write-up says it all but like when i think about bands that are blowing up out of pittsburgh right now yes they're all kind of like this yeah for sure which i'm not bummed about you know what i mean there's definitely a pittsburgh sound going on right now even though that this this sort of this this style of hardcore is uh, taking a pretty big turn all around. Sure, yeah. But uh, there's definitely a regional dialect. Yeah. With hardcore coming out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree. The um, the artwork. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the guy that gets melted in toxic waste in RoboCop. Yeah. I can't tell you how much that fucking scene scarred me when I was a kid. <laughs> Dude, I love that fucking scene. <laughs> I know I do as an adult. It's so good. But that movie in general, yeah. I, I remember being, when did it come out? 86? Mm, something like that, yeah. You know, I was like 10 years old when it came out. And I remember being at a sleepover and basically being forced to watch RoboCop. Yeah. You know, like I did not like scary movies. I did not like shit like that when I was a fucking kid. Right. Right. It wasn't until I was maybe like 15 that I was like, oh, yeah. Right, scary movies. Right? I think yeah, I I I I got into this stuff a little bit younger. No, so like the, the overt violence, yeah. like when Ed Two Thousand, like you know, just minces that dude, you sure. know, in the beginning and all that sort of shit. Yeah. And is it Robo- it's RoboCop Two where there's a hooker that stabs a dude in the eye with a stiletto spike? I think I believe so. Yeah, but like the overt violence in both of those movies. Yeah, but like 
Yeah, man. The fucking... I, I remember being in a sleepover, and I remember having to watch this fucking movie and trying really hard <laughs> not to be... Not to watch it, but also watch it at the same time. Right, yeah. And just all the, like... You know, the screams and the wet splats and stuff. Sure. And that fucking scene yeah. when the dude melting from the toxic waste gets hit by the cop car and explodes. Right. That that was it. I was yeah. done. It's such a it's such a good it, scene. It was it, it you know, it, it it hit the same way that when I saw Gremlins in the theaters. Right, sure, yeah. There's no way in the world. We were just talking about this with uh Science Man and mm. Biff. Like, the end of Gremlins, yeah. There's no way in the world as a kid you Go in seeing Gremlins. There's not internet buzz about this. No right. one's saying, oh, yeah, there's like this endless fucking scene of horrific melting at the end. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Take your kids to see this movie. Yeah. I remember seeing that movie in the theater and absolutely losing my fucking mind. <laughs> when when was that guy going to, when was that Gremlin going to stop fucking melting? <laughs> yeah. Right? And that scene with RoboCop is the exact same way. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like just splat like a can of fucking soup and, and, and wet bread all over that fucking car. Yeah. Um, the art on this is sick too. It, it's a collaboration between... Uh, Laura Palmail, Keith Caves, who whose art I am familiar with and like, and uh, Leo McClutchy. Um, I, I'm not familiar with the first and the last person in those lists, but I know I like Keith Caves' artwork quite a lot. This looks fucking sick. It sounds fucking sick. As you said, it's a good representation of shit that's going on in Pittsburgh right now. So if you like that, check out other bands from Pittsburgh, as name-checked in the write-up. Speed Plans, Necroheads, White Stains, all that stuff. Pittsburgh is, is really, they're going off right now. I wish we could get RoboCop movies made nowadays yeah. i wish marvel movies were more like robocop <laughs> yeah me too man we were just talking i wish the D D movie was more like robocop yeah me too just yeah. grim and irreverent yeah and the commercials in those fucking movies oh, dude they're so good i'd buy that for a dollar yeah um i had i had more D D movie discourse up top that i decided to cut. yeah we don't so, need to get back into no, it we, we really don't neither one of us are gonna well you might i will not see it um, no i'm not gonna see it so but like i just wish that that's what Imagine, yeah, a Thor movie. I, I wouldn't shit all over Marvel movies. Yeah, if a Thor movie was like Robocop, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be that'd be a different world we were living in yeah. for sure. A better world. It'd be a way better world, cooler world, uh, a living world. Oh, uh, look at that. Uh, so yeah, on that let's uh, let's just say, uh, good job, living world, and roll the dice. Seven. All right, seven is uh, cuffed. This is uh, GMT's not quite defunct band. Um, you can find this at gmt-runk.bandcamp.com. Um, he wanted us to play the second song on here, Supermax, which he said is about going to prison, which is a thing he's never done. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to listen to Supermax by Cuffed off of their demo. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, we just heard the song Supermax by Cuffed off of their demo. Um, this was recorded back in January up in uh, up in Toronto or uh, the up general bear. area. Up there. Up there. Up there. Um, so, uh, so this is different than I expected it to be just because GMT talks to me a lot about like po- power violent stuff and like fast core stuff and uh, often talks about how my favorite project of that, uh, his favorite project of mine is like the PV band that I did with some friends. And, um, so I kind of expected this just to be more in that, in that vein. Um, but it wasn't, it was like, it was kind of melodic and crusty kind of, kind of, there was some, there were some other things happening. There was some Rocky, some Rocky stuff. It was a, it was a real salad. Yeah, it was a real salad. I think that would be, uh, besides the production, which I'm just gonna, I'm gonna need more, I'm gonna need more on the production tip because yes, this is a demo, but this was a, this was a demo of a demo. It was, it was hard to discern a lot of what was going on in there. Um, but, uh, beyond that, yeah, I think that there were a lot of ideas being thrown at the wall to see what sticks and, uh, this would benefit from, uh, from some refinement. Cause there were some ideas in here that were fine. I mm-hmm. would say even at its best, you know, this isn't necessarily speaking to me at this point in my life, but like the bits of it that just kind of sounded like D beat informed stadium crust, like big jangly chords over a D beat. I'm never mad at that. You know what I mean? That's a fine format. It's okay. I, so I, when I, the parts that I liked about this, I thought you could strip away a lot of the sort of melody and sort of like sure. sort of the accents. Yeah. Strip it back to a fucking just basic D beat song. Sure. The brevity was good. Sure. Cause this, something like this. Yeah very frequently runs afoul of the uh, time limit. No doubt, yes. So the brevity in this was good, yep. and I think just to make it more, I guess, um, uh, concise, yeah. a con- more of a concise project, uh, you know, some of the some of that ex- extemporaneous sort of melody and stuff in there, just fucking rip it. Yeah, that's what I would say, too. Just hone in on the parts of this that are, that are sharp and incisive and fucking violent and uh, up the ante on those. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any wrong with injecting a little bit of melody here and there, especially if you're actively influenced by, I don't know, fucking Disfear Dis or Wolf Brigade or Tragedy or Take Your Pick. That's totally fine. Those bands insert plenty of melody, but they're also all really, really good at what they do. And it's one of those things where I think bands that stand out in that lane do so because they are superior songwriters on kind of every level. And they also, those records also are all produced really, really well. Mm. Uh, and usually when I hear like the local band equivalent of stuff like that, it, it misses me entirely. So yeah, there were ideas here that I thought were just fine. And that if they are honed and the fat is trimmed, as you said, this could probably be a lot better. Um, but as it stands, you know, it's, it's, it's a two song demo, right? Well, you can't expect that much out of it. I suppose I, uh, I hope the rebuilding works out for you and you get a, another iteration of this band up and running yeah. and, you know, take our advice or don't or do, don't do what you will spider with spider. Didn't and look at them. Like, look at them. Now they're on hell's hell's headbangers and everybody loves give them. any advice. We just said we didn't like it cause it was too on the nose for, and joking. Right. For sure. Uh, how, how dare we even deign to give anybody advice? No doubt. Right. No yes. I mean, if anything, people should be giving me advice for sure. I'm, and I'm open to it. Right. <laughs> Help me out, I am man. Not, I am not a font of advice. I am a. No. I am a sink. I'm, yes, I'm a sieve. Right. <laughs> well, I, I take it in and then I leak it all yeah. out, and I don't apply it anywhere. I'm yeah. sure I, I've been given so much useful advice, and I can't remember a shred of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there you go. I don't know. Ba- I, uh, in my opinion, back to the drawing board. Hone it in a little bit. Uh, higher production quality, and this will be better. You yeah. know. I think it's yeah. 
It's 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 a good step in the right direction. It's a good step in the right direction. Because I don't know, I, I don't know G. Michael Thomas aside from his the call the calls in here. Yeah, and when we met up in up in Canada. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's yeah. right. We did. Yeah, at Ben's. Yeah, right. Um, that's right. That's where we initially met him. Yeah. So I don't, you know, it's been a few years. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so didn't know what we were in for. No. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it, it, perfectly passable basement basement punk music. You know yeah. what I mean? There you yeah. go. Seven. Oh, this is a two. Never mind. Two. All right, two is uh, two is Fat Jock. You can find this at feudalforce.bandcamp.com. Bat- <laughs> oh man, I'm really falling futile, apart. Futile, not feudal. Well, futile, feudal, and futile are both correct pronunciations of that word. But you gotta you gotta be straight for people. Futile. Well, you can just look in the show notes and you'll find it. So yes, futileforce.bandcamp.com. Uh, so this is out on Futile Force tape. That's right. Out of Athens, Georgia. Uh, the band is Fat Jock. The release is Line Up Eat Shit. Um, I think the first song was what was recommended to us. And like I said, it was described as under the radar crust punk that, uh, that he thinks deserves uh, more attention. So we're going to listen to 100 Years by Fat Jock off of Line Up Eat Shit. We just heard the song 100 Years by Fat Jock off of Lineup Eat Shit. Yeah, that was pretty good, man. Um, this was, I think, even though it would be helped by the presence of real drums, I also don't think it was particularly hindered by the drum machine. It worked. It was like no. it was like a nice middle ground between not trying to sound like real drums but also not being very clearly programmed drums, right, right. and it kind of worked. They were still blown out. 
they sat right in the mix. I thought everything on this was generally recorded and mixed pretty well. This is probably, I'm going to assume, with the presence of a drum machine, maybe like a home recording solo project, especially considering that, if that is the case, I thought that this was done quite well. It came together really well. But I would like to hear this with, with a full band for sure because this was, this was pretty ripping. There were some really, really good riffs in here. Um, I will say just by like the name and the album art and stuff, I... This was a lot better than I expected going yeah, into for, it. Yeah, it was. I mean, the name Fat Jock is a pass for me. For sure, yes. You know? Yeah, it's not good. Unless unless it is handed to me, listen to this as this was, Yeah, I will never listen to a band called Fat Jock. No, definitely never. not. It's a, it's a, it's a bad, bad band name. Right. Yeah. Um, not what I expected. This was this was better than I expected it to be. Um, the only thing I thought was that the vocals were just way too buried. Um, yeah, they could come up know, a little bit maybe. Yeah, bring them up, make them a little clearer. But otherwise, I thought it sounded pretty good. I thought this ripped pretty good. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not. Um, at least that song, anyway, mm-hmm. isn't. Uh, I would say of a lesser tier than you know the stuff that I heard in the Night Feeder LP, and I like that shit a lot. So. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say us or you mentioning the Night Feeder stuff up top and talking about Jay Styles projects and shit. This is uh this is like a fitting band that we would listen to on an episode where we start start with talking about Jay Styles shit because this is obviously in the lineage of that. And I thought that the riffs were the riffs in particular were really up to par. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear this. I I don't know if this is like a I don't know if this is like a first release or something, but I would love to hear this. I'm probably going to listen to the rest of this period on the strength of that song. Sure. But I would love to hear this with like a full band and a little bit better recording. Um, like a, just like a nice, nice, warm, but still raw, like analog recording on this blown out. Everything sounding just right up in the red. I think that would that would serve serve these riffs very well. So, yeah, pretty damn good. Thanks to Tom for sending that in, who noted in his uh, in the supported by column that he was sending it into Demolition. So, um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's listen to another band. All right. We're, we're really getting them tonight. We are really getting them tonight. One. Okay. One is Placid. This is so band I don't know what to expect from. You can find this at Placid Punks with an X dot This is uh this is their demo. This is a band out of Mannheim, Germany. So like just based on the look of it, you know what I mean? I can't I can't place what's going on here because Yeah, and I'm looking at the pictures the the, the like the picture of the band playing live yeah what a fiasco yeah i don't know what's going on here like somebody's in a game shirt like somebody's a nausea shirt i think right yeah the i think I that's a nausea really shirt but like the look of this is so strange because there's like some you know there's like uh there's a sword but there's also it looks like a vapor wave <laughs> release you know it other does. than like a couple things here and there but like the sort of marbled pastel color background and like the just like uh the nondescript like retro interior that's pictured on the cover yeah if i saw this i certainly wouldn't think it was going to have anything to do with punk except for the only the only hints here would be the label uh logo there or whatever that might be that's got like the little chain Ball and chain yep and uh and the sword on here it's not a sword well machete it's a bayonet a bayonet oh, oh okay it is a bayonet yeah sure um, get it straight yeah, it's just, yeah my bad man um, so, uh, okay, let's jump into and see what this sounds like, because I, uh, I presently have not even the slightest clue. So we're going to listen to the song Fear by uh, the band Placid off of their demo. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat.
All right, we just heard the song Fear by the band Placid off of their demo. I wouldn't have guessed that this is what this was going to sound like, like based on any of the context clues in front of us. So I thought this was going to be a lot scummier. Yeah, for sure. This was this was a lot different than I expected. Um, but that said, I'm going to give it another pretty good, man. It was pretty good. This sounded like a band that would be uh, like not on La Vida SMUs. Right. But aspiring to be, but aspiring on, to yes. be, or like somehow they like put out a comp and they, you know, right, sure, sure, let's yeah. throw this band on here too, right? Yeah, no, this was this was real good for a demo, man. This was that was a strong that was a strong opening volley, no yeah. doubt. The meat of that song was real good. They lost me a little bit when they noodled at the end, just because it felt like it, it kind of it, it. There was a little. There was a little, there were a few bumps. There in the were road a few there. bumps in the road, and it, it sucked a little bit of the momentum out. And it's clear that like maybe these people aren't a hundred percent locked in and like comfortable playing with each other or maybe they're still like working out the kinks uh on with their instruments and stuff and they all look pretty young too from what i can tell in the pictures at least a couple of them look fairly young sure uh early 20s maybe so um but super super promising for a demo we'll definitely check out the rest of this would book this band in a basement at a, at a moment's notice and would be stoked to see them live even in this like slightly rough around the edges form I like it, man. It was good, good hardcore, uh, hardcore punk du jour. Certainly, this is a style style of hardcore punk that is popular at the moment. And uh, as we have said many times on the show, not bummed about it. It's a little saturated. Uh, you know, got the chorus, got the delay on the vocals. It's 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 hip. It's cool. It's in right now. It's of the moment. The kids like it, but uh, I like it too. Sure, it's good. Uh, got anything to add or just? Uh, the big cartel's down. I mean, oh, okay. I thought this was fine. Um, I thought it was like I said. I think I summed it up when I said. Basically aspiring to be on La Vida SMUs. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty good. It it had there's all. It seems to me there's a lot of fucking Euro bands that sound like this, especially. Yeah, for sure, a yep. lot. Yep. Um, but so. but yo, that is a big step up from where Euro hardcore has been well, <laughs> in the past. At, at least it's a big it's a big step up step up from the Euro hardcore we've been listening to. Oh yeah, on the Patreon episodes. Of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, in general, I mean, look, no diss to Euros. There have been plenty of little pockets uh, and scenes like throughout the years that have put out quality hardcore that is up there with the best hardcore ever made, no doubt. But Euro, Euro hardcore, especially on a smaller scale and like a local level, a demo level like this, has been notoriously cringe for a long time in various different iterations. And it's kind of cool to see this particular style of hardcore um, that feels like it's kind it's working its way into the nooks and crannies of the of the european hardcore consciousness and i will take this iteration over you know european posi core or european beatdown or any number of things that uh europe has so western europe specifically has has so unfortunately become known for in the past 20 or 30 years so yeah i thought this was this was pretty good man mm-hmm. um all right let's uh let's listen to another let's listen to another song okay one again. Okay. <laughs> One is a uh, Concrete Elite. This is their split with Faction S. This is up on YouTube, so you know, look up Concrete Elite in Faction S split. Uh, Faction S is a band from France that I'm not familiar with. Uh, so uh, I think Manny wanted us to play the first song, which works out perfectly because that's what YouTube defaults to. So we're gonna listen to "We Are Everywhere" by Concrete Elite. <laughs> Run up, man! 
All right, we just heard the song We Are Everywhere by Concrete Elite off of their split with Faction S. And, uh, yeah, you can find this on the No Punks in K-Town YouTube channel. I don't think this is on Bandcamp or anything, but I do think it is up on Spotify. Um, very burly, very stripped-down, oi-influenced hardcore. Yeah, man, that's good. I, it, it was good the last time we played it on the podcast. It's good this time. And when I hear this kind of stuff and I'm nodding my head along and I'm thinking, yeah, man, this is awesome, this is really good, I just, we mentioned on the show, you know, every so often, probably every few episodes, um, it, it just always occurs to me what a stupid mark I am. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's, it's just strange to think that at 75, almost certainly, I'll hear another iteration of this exact same band, right? Another, another take on 86 mentality and I'll go... Yeah, man, pretty good. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking that because, you know, we played Dayton on Saturday. Yeah. And we played with The Crosses. Sure. Right, which is the vocalist from Dekreutzen mm -hmm. and some other folks. Yeah, some hired guns. And I have to say that I, I didn't had no idea what to expect. Yeah, me neither. I didn't right? watch any live videos ahead of time or anything. I didn't see any, any live videos. All I know is, generally speaking, yeah. when an act like that comes around, I'm kind of like, eh. Sure. Just, I don't know what I'm getting into, but... You know, there's just, it, we've said it before, you know, you get these bands that get back together, especially if they don't have all the original members. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, it's like that last that last grasp at fame or something like that, I guess. Yeah, I have a, I have a reticence to even give that kind of thing a, sh a fair shake. Usually, yeah, which, you know? Some, you know, doesn't always, isn't always to uh, our credit. No, not at all. And I have to say that, you know, yes, it's... <clears throat> The vocalist from Dekreutzen, mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember his name right now. Dan something. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, three other dudes, yeah. three other players, because they were good. Very good. And I'll have to say that the crosses were legitimately fucking good. Yeah. I'm not going to say I saw Dekreutzen. No. I'm going to say I saw Dekreutzen cover band. Sure. Basically. Yes. But they were very fucking they good. They were unbelievably dialed in. I was I was very I, I was quite surprised. Yes, me um, too. They didn't they didn't fuck around with reminiscing about old guy shit. Nope. They didn't fuck around with slower later songs. They knew what people wanted to hear. Yep. And they fucking played it and they absolutely fucking ripped. Yeah, they played the they played the Decroits in the first Decroits in LP start to finish, like with almost no breaks. Yeah, and a couple and a couple older in a couple tracks I think off of Cows and Beer. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. And um, they didn't play anything after that. Yeah. And uh, heads up, they were they were fucking good. Yeah, if you if they if they're coming near you, because uh, I think they're playing shows. Dan, Dan Kabinsky. Dan Kabinsky. There you go. Yeah, I think they're playing out in general. If they come near you, go see them. You will probably be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I mean, that was a lot of fun. Sure. And then there was another dude that was there that was just like you know probably fifty five. Sweatband guy. Sweatband guy sure. wearing a Dickerson T-shirt. You yeah. know, and I I don't know that guy. All, my my impression was that maybe this was like. This was like a almost like a coming home for him. Yeah, it like seemed that way. Maybe dude checks out a band if it's at the bar that he fucking chills at. But he's sure. generally I don't know this dude. I right. don't know this dude, so maybe I'm totally wrong about this. Right. But like you know, pretty much not really ear to the ground with what's popping. Certainly didn't come off that way. He was throwing horns in the air. He was in the the classic sort of old punk guy like wide stance with like one one leg forward. If you've been going to punk shows long enough and you've seen like a mid fifties punk guy singing along or getting stoked for like his old favorite band you've seen the stance and you know the stance yeah yeah and like as a as as an old guy myself yeah you know i was thinking about that because like dude is dude is fucking raging right sure 
Dan Kabinsky. Yeah. He he the only time he acknowledged like the good old days, I think, was once. Yeah. And he mentioned he's fifty five year old, mid fifties, whatever, fifty five, fifty six year old dude. Dude was fucking good on stage. He was. Could have been louder. Sure, yeah. Couldn't really hear him that much, but I I don't know that I, I don't know where the fault lies in that. He had good energy. He had good energy, right? Yep. And and his the, uh, the the old school dude that was right up front had good energy too. And I thought, yeah, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Just not like this shit anymore? Right, sure, yeah. You know, like, of course. And, you know, I was thinking about it. It was like, you know, maybe 10 years ago, before I was an old guy, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, look at that fucking guy. Right, sure. You know, yeah. kind of shitting on him. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, what do you expect? Yeah. You know, like, what do you expect him to do? Just stop giving a shit and stop liking this stuff? I think that is, I think that is sometimes the... Uh, the unspoken expectation. Like, like they just retire and then go listen to grandpa's music. Well, guess what? This is fucking grandpa's <laughs> yeah, music. This is grandpa's music for you sure. You know, like yeah. it is. Yes. You know, my folks, my folks listened to what was young and hip when they were fucking young in the sixties. Right. Right. And they still listen to it now. Yeah. And that shit was all the rage with the fucking teens in the sixties. Sure. Right. And it's the same thing with this stuff. It, yeah. it, you know, it just, you know, it's it's it just got me thinking about it. It's like how weird that you know you might see like YouTube channels of like grandma with advanced Alzheimer's and she hears you know they put headphones on her for music therapy and they play like I don't know they play like a fucking song from the fifties right Yeah they play a Frankie Valley song Sure Sure Right yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden things come back Right like Remember she suddenly like her eyes light up You've seen those sorts of videos of course. before It's pretty It's pretty incredible actually Yeah it is And like suddenly they're there and they're present again and they're remembering Oh this is where I met <laughs> your grandma Thinking about like being old Yeah well, <laughs> And putting somebody putting necroticism in your head Yeah like, yes. Exactly Yeah It's like well fuck yes Yeah You know <laughs> Yeah Of yes. course Sure Right Yeah Of course course right right because back in the fucking you know back in the fucking 50s frankie valley and that shit that was cutting edge indeed you know so whatever shout out to old dudes shout out to old dudes that don't fucking reminisce and whine about being old and just fucking rip it and shout out to being a future old dude who uh who is uh whose brain is calcified and continues to return to uh new bands playing the same old style well again and again and again until i shuffle off this mortal coil yeah for sure another example of a concrete elite good band i think the general consensus is they are a good band uh we're not adding anything new to that discourse no we're not let's uh let's listen to one more band and then do some messages because we only have like four messages we're not we're not loaded on messages today so i think we could probably breeze right through that all right you want to get in and out How, how many we got left uh we got four left all right two all right, two is Tunic, the band that we definitely, you are correct, definitely did have on the show before. Because, yeah, now as I'm looking at these guys more, I, re- I remember I remember the things we said about these. I don't these remember guys. exactly what we said. but No, I, no, I, I'm not about the band, but just about the people. Oh, right, right. Yes. I, I, I get, I get a, I'm getting the same vibe. Like I, So I think, what, I think we maybe, if I, I'm guessing here, because <laughs> I can't remember what I say about, again, if, if ever you needed evidence to not take anything on this show, uh, seriously, it's the fact that I can't remember my own opinions months <laughs> after I formed them. Yeah, well, see that, you know, that's because this shit just comes and goes. Yes, cer- right. By, by the yes. time by the time I've heard Tunic, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I so I think we maybe said about this stuff like okay, so we listened. Yeah, we listened to the song "Quitter" um, off of the release of the same name. I think we maybe said about this stuff. Yeah, this is cool, but it seems NPR ready-made well and that's 
that's what I was thinking too. That was yeah. the same vibe I got here because, like, if you look at this picture uh-huh. of of the guys and, I, and whatever, I look like shit. Sure, whatever. Right, I, I look like shit. But like, you know, the, oh yeah, well, uh, guess what? Maybe you didn't know this about me, but uh, I listen to Dark Throne too. So. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, you know, yes. I mean, I, I'm in a band that covers Transylvanian Hunger. Right? Yeah, it's uh, these guys look like they're. Uh, trying to be signed to sacred bones yeah you know what yeah I mean? yeah 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 which hey if you manage good i guess it pays better than being signed to fucking you know iron lung sure yeah i would imagine so yeah but uh boring right yeah especially especially in 2022 um all right let's uh let's see what they got to offer because like i said i think that's what i thought about this but i don't know somebody so, what's ironic about this show now that the, the, there are people that listen to this show and like go back and listen to old episodes and, like well you guys look yeah. right and we speak totally extemporaneously about yeah. this shit and it goes in and out so like there are people that know our opinions about Tunic right now who are listening to this go, this is what you thought about it, and I haven't the yeah, slightest I, clue. Yeah, I farted that out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Here's the thing. If I don't remember something, yes, th- this is my. This is generally my, like, um, this, this is basically my uh, my general rule. If I don't mm-hmm. remember having something, yeah, I was probably very middling. Yes, that's what I, yes, Or exactly. didn't like. For sure. And, and, and the only stuff that I remember that I didn't like was stuff that I really didn't like. Exactly. And, and like... I, went on right and i just don't i quite literally i don't have the space to keep all this in my brain the now just looking at this right yeah. and looking at uh these uh these dudes and their their the look that they're going for sure right yes um yeah i, I i'm just telling you right now i probably I probably said some things. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Probably so. We'll see. Let's uh, let's see what this sounds like. So we're going to hear, uh, it's just a single, so we're going to hear the song Rituals by the band Tunic.
Yeah, I know exactly how I felt about this band last time. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me how you this, feel about this. This shit time. is not for me. Um, this shit resides in a place in my brain that, like, I've seen a ton of bands that sound like this. Sure. I never fucking remember them. Yeah. Um, it's last week we listened to that band, um, Casillas or Casillas. Uh huh. That. Yeah. That we we really liked. Yes, this isn't. This is kind of in the same lane as that, but it mm-hmm. lacks all the filth yep. and the fucking like just nastiness that that does. It, sure. it it lacks the it lacks that Steve Albini stank. Yes, we're we're on the same page with this. We probably said the same thing last time, and so I'm uh, you know forgive me for repeating myself, but I, I was going to say almost the exact same thing. So like this is clearly in the lineage of like. Albini core, you know what I mean? This is this is noisy, etc. But you're right. It doesn't have the bite and the violence and the filth of so many of those AMRAP bands and shit like that. And to me, this smacks of music that desperately wants to be called smart by music critics. So so yeah, and what I was gonna say is I think a modern comparison to this band um that I think is more apt might be, you know, um like a band like Mets. Mets, exactly. Right? And the first couple Mets records They're great. are good. They're virtually unlistenable now. Yeah, for because sure. Because they got a little too fucking smart, mm-hmm. and they decided that, uh, you know, that's not what's going to get them, I guess, more attention. Right. So uh, so I was going to bring up Mets, too. I was going to bring up that whole world. I was going to talk about Mets, Piss Jeans, Idols, Show Me the Body, all that stuff. I mean, Piss Jeans has been one of my favorite bands going for a decade now, yep. right? But make no mistake... Pissed Jeans is, by and large, for herbs and losers and tourists. And as great as the first two Mets records are, same deal. And Idols and Show Me the Body, right? They, they, though, those bands are enjoyed by fucking lames for sure. And they are music press darlings and they are described as smart and they are described as cutting edge and pushing the envelope of punk by people who don't have the slightest idea of what is going on in actual subculture, right? Well, it's just, a, it's a, it's a totally, it's not bizarro. It's, but it's parallel. But it's parallel yes, universe shit. Exactly. Another That's band exactly that I was going to mention, yeah. and I, I, I honestly, I can't even remember what this band sounds like anymore, but they've been around for fucking ever. I remember seeing them maybe 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. is Ken Mode. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. they're on the same <laughs> label that, uh, at least they've got releases on Artifact Records as, you know, oh, this okay. band Tunic yeah, as well. Yeah, there you go. And that's another one where it's like, Ken Mode's been around forever. I don't even remember what they sound like, Yeah. but just given the name of the band and the associations, mm-hmm. the associated acts and so forth that I see them with, I think I know what I'm in for. Right. And um, man, whatever, do your thing, right? Sure, Because yeah. you, you're making a living at it, and I'm talking about it in a fucking basement. Yeah, abso- absolutely. You know, sitting in my own farts in a basement. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yes. But, like, it's just not, it's just, this doesn't have, this has the skeleton of mm-hmm. things that I really like, but they ain't no meat on those bones. It, it, it lacks the, it lacks the sort of the core of authenticity. You know what I mean? I, there's something, there's some barrier between me and this. I can't really access it, and I don't think from the jump it's not marketed to a person like me. I, you know, getting back to what you're talking about with, like, the real you, right? Yeah, sure. And the different facets of you. Yeah. Right? I think it kind of boils down, when I look at the band photo here, and they're they're, they're dressed like this. Yeah, they got the button downs on. Yeah. This is the closest representation to how most people interact with them. Sure. And then this the is when they're posing shirt. for a fucking band for right, 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 right. Exactly. This is when they're playing. He's got the dark. He's this is like <laughs> he's right. he's like the weirdos that you know like 
go in public places with like butt plugs in only him he wears a fucking long sleeve but underneath it right he's got the dark throat <laughs> right. shirt that's on, why right? it's buttoned up all right. the way he, he's he right. this is him going out to dinner with right. his fiance's parents right. Be- but underneath he's like i got a dark throat cool. shirt on. well underneath it underneath this is like a dissection shirt right <laughs> right, right, right yeah yeah, yeah so sure. under, underneath that orange button up all the way to the collar is a dissection yeah. shirt but he can't let his boss see that while he's working in the office. Exactly. But he's going to wear it under that so that he knows. He knows who he is. Right, right, you know what right. I mean? Right. This isn't really who I am. And then he goes to the, he goes to the bathroom and he unbuttons <laughs> yeah, a couple. And he's yeah. like, this is who I am. <laughs> this is really who I am. I am the storm of lights, Bane. Okay. Okay. Button the shirt back up. Yeah. Get back to answering that email. <laughs> For sure, yes. That is very much the energy I get off of this dude and this band in general. So, yeah, I am sure we said almost the exact same thing about this the last time. So uh, so there you go. It's totally fine. I can understand why people like it. To me, yeah, it's it's kind of parallel universe stuff. It's just uh, whatever. It, if I see it live, okay, cool. That's that's fine. Uh, I don't give a shit about it. And there's, there's if, I, if I see it live, okay, cool. I can go out and get some fresh air. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I watched two songs. All right, I got it. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh let's listen to some messages. All right. Ken style turns me into hardcore. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. These dang kids. A report from the front line. The t- turnstile is getting the kids into hardcore. Look all right. at that. So okay, this this next call is over the time limit. That said, it does directly it do- is it is 50 seconds over the time limit. Yeah, it is 50 seconds over the time limit. It directly deals with like the the prompt that was given, but it's it's really fucking long. I think I think we got to I think if you want to share this story, maybe come up with an abridged version of it and hit that hit that minute 30 because yeah. this is this is way over for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we often we often give the individual in question here a lot of leeway because they yeah. send in like two messages at right. a time. This you know. one it's it's 50 See this is you give a fucking mouse a cookie. Yeah, you give a mouse a cookie. It's 50 seconds too This long. is why the rules exist it's because I'm rules. like it's, oh, it's okay, why well. it's why you need teeth to the rules. Right. right. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm such a pushover with rules. Right. Uh, see I got to go got to go back to therapy and start working on reestablishing healthy boundaries because yeah. I'm letting the voicemail the, the, the call in section of the show let these people push me around no don't let, let them, them push you around don't let them get you okay we got a GMT call here let's uh, let's hear it hey guys GMT much lighter message this week thanks for addressing the long-winded ones from last week um a lot of the Australian bands you guys have shared uh, GT togas uh, 100 Mikey and then even like chats Amo, whatever that scene, it kind of reminds me in some ways of the Chicago scene from Chicago and I'm assuming the surrounding area from about 15 years ago. Uh, the biggest band to come out of that maybe being Shannon and the Clams, but there was a whole bunch of them. And a lot of the sounds seem, seem sort of similar. Uh, the main difference being the Chicago scene, it's kind of like John Waters and the um the australian bands kind of remind me more of um like the bully from a christmas story so uh yeah just wondering if you guys knew about the chicago scene and if you kind of uh saw some of the same similarities okay and uh have a great day and um you know why don't you guys go fuck yourselves (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a good sign off. Yeah, that was a, that was a very good sign off. A lot of people hit us with the go fuck yourselves, but that one was done with the most amount of resolve, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really familiar with the Chickagogo scene. At least I've never heard it referred to in such a way. I've but, heard Shannon the Clams, and I'm aware of them as a band. I so I listened to Shannon of the Cl- uh, Shannon of the Clams when they were announced on a festival in Fort Wayne, like maybe four or five years ago yeah and i remember thinking that i didn't like it uh i didn't give it a whole lot of time and i may have just been in a particularly foul mood that day when i was like sure this sucks this is for posers maybe i'll go back and revisit it uh i mean you're comparing it to a thing that i like a lot and from what i remember of shannon of the clams they are like you know quirky i guess and uh the comparison from from my memory seems apt in that way and that a lot of like the the australian stuff is very quirky and stuff and also uh full circle as i was talking about earlier on the show uh a lot of the stuff that influenced that australian scene originates from northwest indiana and like the greater chicagoland area uh so maybe there's an additional through line there i couldn't really tell you all I remember is my passing familiarity with Shannon the Clams was, no, this isn't for me, uh, and I don't know anything else about that scene at large. You know? Yeah, so. I'm not I'm not terribly familiar either. I, looking at pictures of the band, uh-huh. sure, I guess John Waters is an apt comparison. Yeah. Here's the thing. I like unintentional John Waters, uh-huh. not deliberate stylings to, me, to, to John Waters. Right, right. You know sure, what I'm saying? Yeah, I like, what you're saying, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, the, the people in John Waters' films, yes. like, you know, they were real ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They weren't they weren't sort of like cosplaying as as divine in the right. people in John Waters films. Right. Yes. Um so I like inadvertent John Waters. I'm not really a fan of like the quirky yeah. Um it, it, it's 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 some in my mind anyway, it's kind of parallel to like the Teddy Boy stuff. For sure. Um and so I'm I'm not really a fan of stuff that kind of goes for that intentionally trash trashiness. Yeah, but I I guess I I can get it especially with like GT, you know, like well, they're talking but about that's cars. The thing. That's, that's the thing. So, but that's not John Waters. Exactly. Like that, you know, right. but like so that that's probably why I'm not terribly familiar with, you know, Shannon the Clams. I've heard, I I know that they're a band. Right. Probably heard a song. That sort of thing. It's it's why I'm probably not ter- terribly familiar with a lot of that stuff. Is because at least the stylings of a lot of those folks and the scenes and the venues in which they play, mm-hmm. I'm just not found. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll uh, at least for the sake of just like my own my own weird uh, musically obsessed obsessive mind i'll probably go check out some of that scene and just think there just to find out if uh if i give a shit about any of it yeah it's got my interest peak is likening it to the australian stuff i think it's in you know not knowing very much about the chicago scene but i like the comparison the analogy there with uh, john waters versus the bully from a christmas Christmas story story. yeah for sure that's a good that's a good comparison okay we got an aj call and it's a minute and 30 god bless let's uh let's hear it Yo, yo, I know uh, you're kind of a sucker for describing stuff with very niche genre labeling and uh, interests, but you're also not a sucker for the double F.O. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on when people are, like, for fans of them, whether they completely miss or completely hit? I mean, I never hear anything when people try to label influence, like, for fans of Poison the Well, and it's just, like, chuggy breakdown or, like, for fans of, like, DB, but it's just fast and tend to be thrashy but uh yeah i mean and then also like how do you guys describe music when you're trying to show other people other than just like 
I always just say it's just hardcore, hardcore punk or whatever, but then people are like, oh, but this is heavy hardcore. Or it's like, it needs to be labeled as this, like, metallic thrash hardcore, or this is, like, mathy hardcore, metalcore, or whatever this is, math. This is, like, a melodic death metal thrash, like, any sort of niche genre. And then even you go into the weird, like, absurd, bizarre hardcore genres when people start labeling them or, like, using them as an FFL. Trying to make this make sense, and I feel like it's a little dis, uh, it's a little over the place, but yeah, just your real thoughts mean on, like, explaining a project or how people explain it when people use the most absurd ones, like a rap rock project, but saying for fans of, like, track under I don't know, there was someone who posted it in the no with that, and I was like, uh, okay. Anyways, fuck y'all, and uh, get fucked and uh, fucking die. Peace. So, so I, this, this is this is directly in reference to something that I, that I said in the no echo group, because as AJ mentioned, I didn't listen to it, but somebody from the UK posted their band. Uh, and it did appear like there was going to be some, some rap influence. Uh, and it was cited as for fans of turnstile trapped under ice, beastie boys and youth of today. What's the band? I can't remember. Uh, and I commented on it. My something about my favorite for fans of descriptions are when somebody's like, uh, "Hey, if you're a fan of these four bands that don't sound literally anything alike, you'll love this," right? right. Which people do surprisingly frequently. Uh, and so the question here, I mean, you kind of answered your own question and kind of the the prologue before you got into the question part, which is that you you correctly noted that at least me. Uh, I love getting pedantic about genre, subgenre labeling and stuff. Not to the, not to a ridiculous degree, but I like being in, I like being specific in my language about music, just because it helps me. And it, it's how it, it's what I need when somebody is communicating with me about it in order for me to go, oh, okay, cool, that's what you mean. Uh, so that's how I communicate about it. Um, so yeah, I. I, I get that way about that kind of stuff and I'm totally down with it. And when I'm describing music to other people, I am as specific as I need to be, uh, within like, as pertains to their knowledge of what I'm talking about. Well, that's the thing, you know, you I'm know. not going to talk to, first of all, I'm not going to talk to a pedestrian about the stuff that I like anyway, but if I were, I wouldn't say, Oh yeah, they're kind of like West Coast power violence stuff, circa nineteen ninety one. Yeah, you know what or, I mean? or you could even break it down even for further. You know, right? Oh, this is this is this sounds like um, this this sounds like some deep sick stuff from maybe two thousand four. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Sure. No, see, I, I well, here is the thing. I, I the only time I ever communicate with anybody yes. about anything yeah. is on this show weekly. Sure. Right. Yeah. So I don't participate in it. Yeah, I don't really think about it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it all the time on the show, though, because right. certain things just remind us of something like that. And sometimes we're way off. Sure, me more not more often than anything because uh, you know I just I don't I don't uh, I don't uh, participate mm-hmm. in a lot of discussions. Sure. I just know what I like and what I don't. Right, and uh, I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. Sure, so. Um, I always think about when descriptors come up, and even when we're making descriptions and we're, we're comparing bands of things, I think back to when I was younger, and I think back to when I read MRR a lot mm-hmm. and how fucking irritating it would be yeah. um, when, you know, there was a review 
because really, I mean, that's really the only reason to buy Maximum Rock and Roll, especially sure. in the 90s, was for the ads so you knew what was coming up and the reviews. Right. I'm not reading any of the articles. I don't give a shit what George Tab says. Sure. I don't give a shit what, any, what Michael Board or anybody else fucking says. Right. Right? But I'd read the reviews, and it would be like, well, this sounds like a mix. Uh, th- this is really good. This reminds me of... This reminds me of uh, Central F- Central Florida Gator Corps, um, like Alley in the Turbans and <laughs> Vince's Pickles. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Who the fuck even knows what that fucking <laughs> right, sounds sure. like? Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yes. Like, who are you writing this review for? Yourself so you can fucking jerk off yeah. and see, you know, because you got those records in the MRR collection where you're fucking living right. in the flop house? <laughs> right, sure. Like, what the fuck? So I think you got to, you, you know, you got to at least... Stick within people's wheels of knowledge. Know, know your audience. Certainly. Know your audience. Yes, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not normally talking to this stuff about this stuff to civilians in general. In fact, I'm trying to avoid that conversation if I can. Uh, so usually, I can be a little pedantic in my descriptions, and people, people can hang. Uh, in terms of for fans of sections, I will say almost never is that, especially if it's authored by the band, it's almost never accurate because. Uh, there's nobody that has less of an idea of how they actually sound than a band. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Than, right. a, than a group of people. You said it last week. Can the observer observe themselves? Uh, observer. Right. S- sure. And and the answer is unequivocally no. So bands write on there what they hope will uh, their music will evoke to other people. Or oftentimes, especially if their music sucks, they will cite much cooler bands. Or if their music is like a, a very lame iteration of a particular genre, a, you know, a pop punk band that sounds like Blink-182 will tell you they're actually pulling from Sam I Am and they're mm-hmm. actually pulling from uh, Jawbreaker, but they sound like Sum 41. You sure. know what I mean? There's a lot of that. Like the further you get into like com- the, the kind of commercial reaches, the, the end point where like the line between subculture and like commercially viable music exists, the for fans of get... Uh, more and more spurious. I'll tell you. Say. I'll tell you what gives me more information than any descriptors you can latch on. Mm-hmm. Show me a picture of the band. Yeah, yeah, that that tells me right. so show much. Show me a picture of the band. Yes. What are the haircuts? Right. What clothes are they wearing? What band shirts are they wearing? Sure. Show me a fucking picture of the band. It, right? t- it tells me a lot. Came up tonight, tunic for sure. Because it also it it, it the reason that that functions on some level b- besides just our own biases and also being in this for I mean, a long, a you long know time. what bands the like especially wearing band t-shirts yeah. like what they're what bands they're from and even if they're not wearing band shirts how a band hopes to be perceived visually right it tells you a lot about what they're going for so even right. if i couldn't tell you okay i know exactly what this band is going to sound like i can probably tell you what they're aspiring to do yep you know what i mean yeah for sure so okay cool let's uh let's listen or uh, let's uh check out a couple of um, text messages here uh so one we have got what are your thoughts on the 1996 film biodome i think it's sick fuck you uh funnily enough as a kid like you know 13 14 year old i was obsessed with biodome i mean obsessed uh, me and my buddy Jared would rent it all the time. Uh, eventually, one of us owned it. Uh, one of us had it, like had it on VHS, and then eventually had it on DVD. I was obsessed with Biodome. I haven't revisited it in a long time. I doubt that most Pauly Shore films are going to stand the test of time. Never, I've never seen it. Uh, Pauly Shore makes me want to fucking 
Pauly Shore makes me just want to jam fish hooks up my ass. Yeah, I mean, that's probably an appropriate response and, to Pauly Shore. And rip them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I loved uh, Biodome. I loved Son-in-Law. I loved In the Army Now. I loved Encino Man. I was a, I, I, I would say, I was a Pauly Shore stan how as a old, young man. How old were you? I mean, 11, 12, 13. There you go. You know what I mean? That's, that's who Pauly Shore is for. Yeah, for sure. So... I don't know. I'm going to watch Biodome as an adult. I still remember many, many lines from it. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, re I'm going to revisit it, see, see how it is. Uh, so AJ also sent, uh, sent a text message in and said, video games have evolved. Let's see. Let's see what Reddit link this is. Oh, okay. Harley Quinn's ass, ja ass has jiggle physics. Um, I would imagine that this is, maybe this is in the... Uh, this has got to be in. I mean, it's got to be in one of the Arkham games. Uh, I've yeah, just, they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've just, <laughs> I've never noticed that before because when I play the Arkham games, I don't. Uh, I'm not looking for Harley Quinn's ass jiggles. Really, not even wearing pants in in there. No, not really. Right? Yeah. No. I not. mean, it's a video game. Of course, it's not wearing pants. Yeah. It's not <laughs> it's real. Not, it's not wearing anything. Right. It isn't even. It's not a material object. Right. Um, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, video video games have evolved. I've seen plenty of tit jiggles and ass jiggles in games. I I knew that. I'm a I'm a gamer. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. So, uh, if you want to send in music, it is demolitionpodcast at gmail .com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call and leave a message or shoot us a text, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. Just a reminder: keep brief, minute and a half or under. We got uh, our time is precious here, people. Uh, and then if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all of the premium content. Mm -hmm. Ten bucks and up gets you access to tapes, which I promise we will do again. Very, we're working. Very, we're working very, very soon. Um, uh, we're, we're at a bit of a disadvantage. We are at a bit of a disadvantage because by the time we hear something on, uh, good enough on the show for us to want to hear this, everyone's already heard it. And, you know, Levita S and Muse has put it out or 11 p.m. has put it out right. or take your fucking pick. Right. Right. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to subscribe, go do so. Give us some money. We, we put up good content. We're going to record a new one this week. Uh, thanks to everybody who listens. Tell your friends about the show or don't. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.